Hello, hello, and welcome to this King Heroes Journey podcast. I'm so excited to have Mr. Benjamin Balderson here today. Uh, it was a beautiful moment last night. I got so high on it. Uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a backstory for those that are, are already here. I know people are going to be coming on. Hello to Plaso Platus. I'm going to see you soon, soon in the new year. Thomas is here. Happy, uh, happy new year from Norway, he says. That's so good. And uh, so last night I had some free time. So, you know, what does an alchemist do with some free time? Is uh, they, they, uh, at first I sat to just like meditate and release and let some stuff go. I thought, okay, free time, open time, it's God time, right? Just sit and pray and thank God for what already has uh, been magically happening. And uh, so I sat there for some time and I came out of it and I was like, okay, I still don't have any sense of like what to do with this precious time. It all feels so precious. Time is of the essence, you know, time right. doesn't exist, but timing is everything. And so I sat down to my computer. I had no idea why I was opening it. And uh, I opened a note and started to write and bring this whole thing just came out of me about personal authority and the ways people get, a tra get trapped not having their personal power one way or another, you know, either they're afraid of the boogeyman or they're trying to kill the boogeyman Two two big traps, right? They're, they're in, in fear mode both ways. Right. And, and then I came to a part where I was, um, you know, I've got to, I have to tell you this whole backstory because this is how the no, no, synchronicity. I, 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 want it, I want to hear this because you uh, just randomly contacted me. I have no idea what's going on. And <laughs> Uh, and you were very excited and I didn't know what's going on. So I'm glad to hear it. Nice. Nice. That's so good. And I came to a part of my article that reminded me of, um, the five elements and I have been working with them in, in my courses for the last couple of years, doing a process called alchemizing. I know it's not new. I just find it in myself and act like it's new. And, uh, you know, I set up the elements in a, in a particular order. So I thought, okay, well, this is how I found it with um with a bona fide another bona fide alchemist before i met you somebody who had was working with the philosopher's stone and manifestation and all this kind of stuff so i ordered the elements in the way that they had ordered them and so last night i started doing more research and i went back to my east indian roots and i saw that actually the the elements were in a different order not entirely different but uh but two of them were were in a different order and i kind of went like oh man am i gonna have to go back to the the drawing board and uh, re rework some of my stuff that's okay right you want to always be in that place that you're never afraid to learn more and to especially say oh, okay well i was off base and here's here's the the thing that's on base and then i thought well who could i talk to that would be you know because then, then i'm researching and i'm finding like there's so many people saying different things about the elements that's normal right archetypes mm -hmm. are like that Every subject people have researched and uh, come to in, a, in a, a slightly different conclusion. There might be some. Oh, here's flatter flatter ship bear. He just showed me his flat Earth ship. Have you ever connected with flat Earth ship bear? By the way, uh, no, not that I recall. He has an incredible home on the east coast. So I'll send you some pictures and a, oh, and a link to that. Oh, fantastic! Here in Canada, yeah, yeah, so good. I told him I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so then, yeah, I just thought, who could I talk to about the elements? Your mind, your your 
you know, your image, your, your person came to mind. And I thought, well, I know he's really busy and he's on a mountain and it's hard to stream, but I'm just going to message him right now anyway. And boom, you were right there. And you said, oh my God, your, your timing is impeccable. Just like it was the last time I reached out to you and you were in town. You're here at, uh, as you, as you mentioned, George's <coughs> house. And so uh, it was just, you know, we get those signs and there's, there's a lot of bad signs out there these days. So when you get a synchronistic good sign, then it's just like, okay, I'm on to something here. There's, there's magic at hand. So welcome, Benjamin. That was a long introduction. <laughs> that was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, good. good. And I'm glad, so glad to be here. Nice. Well, people are excited. They were already commenting on on the video and uh, looking forward to seeing you. So it's it's always a, a breath of fresh air. I, I was immediately transported to the time we had together in in New York this summer, that, that in person that is just so beautiful and powerful. And I feel like I got to know you in a, a really different way than I could have otherwise. So uh, God bless you for being here. If you don't know Benjamin already, I'll just say he is one of my all-time favorite alchemists, a true alchemist who has his own lab and does the work and is, uh, you know, you're a real experimenter. You dive in and, and, and you see whether it works or not, right? And, and that's, that's what the truth is. It's not some theoretical idea. You just, you know, think about it and it's logical. You can't stop there. It's got to work in, in reality. Yep, exactly. If I can't make it happen in my lab, then it's all just a theory. It's all just, you know, it, it, it equals any other theory. If, if I can't do it in my lab, then it doesn't really matter. So, and really as an alchemist, uh, breaking down nature is just the, that is the voice of God. That is, uh, and, and the more that you get into it and the deeper that you get into it, the, the, more that you understand the, how the complexity and how everything works and everything, every little piece has a balance and an answer and it's all interlocked and everything works basically the same. And it's so simple, but so complicated and it's, it's just awe inspiring. And that's, that's, you know, they say that, uh, the first, uh, uh, drink out of the cup of science, you become an atheist, but you're, you know, you find God at the bottom of the cup and, um, mm. you know, so yeah, it's, that's it's amazing. fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. And we hit the high note right away. So we're off to a good start. That's so beautiful. So, uh, I'm prepared to have my mind blown. And, uh, and, and then here's the second part of the synchronicity. You said, Benjamin, that you were actually had been working on this at this level of the elements. And of course, right, that is, that is part of your, your subject. But, uh, so I'm pretty excited to hear, I'm prepared to have my mind completely blown and go back and change my work if need be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite a ride the last, the last month. And then, uh, LC King, if, uh, if nobody's ever heard of him, uh, he, he and I have been working together. Um, he's from Australia, brilliant, brilliant fellow. He, uh, his expertise is in the uh, galvanic cell and, uh, him and I have been working on all this and it's just been mind boggling. Um, and most of it, you know, at the end of it, it's really, you knew that, but there's so much, you know, BS in there um, that it's not even funny. So uh, one of the ones that I'd already been working on and we can start out with is, you know, you wanted to talk about elements is, is water. Mm -hmm. And so water, what, it's, what it does is water is a receiver 
we lost Benjamin. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, darn, we lost him for a second, but I know he will be right back. Hello to Waters Above, and uh, hello, the truth. Beth is trying, but I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. Love you as well, Lady Lucy. Nice to see you. Hello, Mike New. Holly Berry is here. Mr. Thor at the door is here. Great to see you and uh, almost hear you. And here comes Benjamin again. Stupid Yay, one eight. Back. Stupid one eight hundred number. Oh ah, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> there you go. They busted in. Yeah. Um, they busted in. So water is a uh, is a great receiver and transmitter. So it's or not really transmitter, but it. Okay, with water inside of your body, your body is is working off of oils and cell salts. And so water, it's opening up the cell salts and it's making those bioavailable for you. And so then when it does that, it, it's dissolving basically the salts into itself and then carrying it. Now, once the salts are dissolved into it, it opens those salts up for reading and writing. Okay. And then now that it's dissolved into the water, you can flush out the material that's more that's more solid than this because now this is completely liquid and so now it's a great cleanser and once it's been dissolved with the water you can cleanse that water out very easily and then dissolve and then evaporate the water back off and this is going to leave uh purified whatever you were working with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> beautiful that's awesome it's and could I, could I back up a little bit? I should have started you off with a question. So um, yes. there's there's uh, there's some, you know, it, actually if you if you turn towards more more modern science, they're going to talk about four elements, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and and it, it, it's like they cut out the fifth element because all of, all of my studies in India showed me a fifth element. It wasn't just the the earth, air, fire, water. There's also space. Uh, you know, the, the word in, in Sanskrit is Akash. I named my, my son's second name is Akash, that space element, oh, nice. the, the invisibility. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... As a heathen, we call it Gananga Gap. Gananda Gap or Gananga Gap? Yes. Okay, did I get that right? Nice. Nice. I like that. I like that word. That's awesome. What language is that? In uh, That's in Old Norse. Old Norse. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so what were they doing when, when that fifth element disappeared? What do you think was happening there? Was it trying to rip it's, us off? It's not measurable. You can't measure it. So with, and in our world, it has to be tangible, weighable, accountable in order for it to be real. And the fifth element is not tangible. It's, 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 you know that it's there. So for, from a heathen perspective, let me explain Ganaga. Okay. All right. In the beginning, there was just the all. Then the all splits into the all father, which is the masculine portion of the all and the all mother. The all this, mother. This is the fifth element that does this. Hold on. Hold okay. on. <laughs> Sorry. The all mother stays the same, but the all father then tries to rep, tries to repeat what the all did and the all father splits so now what we have is the all mother 
Muspelheim, which is, which is uh, a fire world, and uh, Niflheim, which is an ice world. Okay, so the, this is the masculine side has now been split into a, into a feminine and a masculine, and then you have the all-mother, or the void, or space, or whatever you want to call it. Okay, now there's still no life yet. So now what happens is the all-mother, which is immaterial, pulls the two material sides together. And where the two material sides meet, the Vesca Pisces, that's where life finally explodes. So this is why the, like, uh, the Masonic compass, you've got the 45, 45 and the 90. Um, this is why in most cosmologies, the feminine aspect has multiple names because she's the creator and the destroyer because she's pulling the two masculine sides together and opening them up. And so while we do not live inside the all mother and we cannot touch the all mother, the all mother is what gave us life and created us. And then also what destroys us. So <clears throat> that is the, 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 the motion that is, would never have happened without the all mother, the two parts of the all father would have sat and, and never came together and never would life have happened. Amazing. So, yeah. Um, so basically all of your uh, potentiality, this is the all mother where, where all your potential is coming. <laughs> your cat's chiming in on this, huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like, okay, this is getting good. Now I got to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the all mother is what gave everything life. This was the force. This was the energy and, and you cannot see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's invisible, exactly. And it, it, it's, uh, it blows out, I think that it, there's been such a gross oversimplification of the masculine and the feminine, right? Like that's, and I, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll have to say that I'm, I'm guilty of this. And, uh, and, but I've set my task to, to be more accountable to this subject. And uh, so I'm gonna have to go back and really study this. <laughs> what we're talking right. about. But this is the, this is the important part here is, is the life because you can't just like schmuck together a bunch of elements and get life. That's right. that's not how it works, right? There is something much greater than that, much more magical, if you could call it, and uh, and divine. So uh, so that that's a, a beautiful thing. That it's like you said that that all mother, which which we cannot experience, and and that's what that's what birthed the 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 two or. or can you say that again? I'm sorry. I'm so so the, 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 the all father is separate from the all mother. The all mother pulls the two sides of the all father together and, and creates the other, the other seven worlds. So those are all sprung in birth. And we, where life appears and we appear is in, in the Vesca Pisces where the two meet. And that's where life springs up because now we have a mix of the masculine and the feminine of the of the all father. And this is why almost all cosmologies are masculine. It, it's just a lack of understanding um, to, to think that the all mother's not in there. But we live in the material side. We don't live in the immaterial. So we understand the all father and it's only through the actions of the all of the feminine inside of the material world can we even gain a glimmering of understanding of the all mother because that's something that we have no access to 
and, and no way to measure. And mm -hmm. so, and then through the principle of correspondence, we say that the all mother is most likely like this because we're looking at the actions of the feminine from here. You know, so mm -hmm. we're taking as above, so below. If the feminine acts this way on this plane in overall, then the all mother must have these same characteristics. But we don't, we can't measure the all mother. It's something that you could have to gain an understanding of through extrapolation. And extrapolation seems to be something that's beyond most people at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got a set of facts. I need to extrapolate some other some other facts out of these facts, and they they it, that just seems to be beyond. Me. There you go. So then, would all five elements be in in that which can be grasped, which which is that that? So the other the four elements are all in the masculine side. I see, but the fifth element is the feminine? Right, the fifth element is the true feminine, the all mother, the ether that gave life with these four, it pulled these elements together into life. Wow, wow, amazing. Okay, you just cleared up a great big mystery for me. <laughs> That's so good, I love that. And and it's right, it's true, like I was talking about this yesterday, or right, I guess writing about it, and, uh, you know, you can point towards the all mother with things like, you know, the subtle elements of sound, right? Your, your voice is in my head, in my consciousness. And, and that itself, I know, is not the ether, but it's being, I would talk about it like it's being carried on the ether. Is that right? Nice. Right, exactly. Nice. It's a, it, and this is a potential force that you can't see that is driving everything. Right, right. And, and, but you can't perceive it. Is that what you're saying? Like it, it cannot that be grasped is, with the senses. Can you know it? You can only know it through, through extrapolation, through, okay. through understanding. Because, and this is where the kind of the difference between faith and, you know, with no works and faith with works happens, you know, because once you truly start digging into it and start understanding the way the universe works and, and doing experiments and watching things, you understand that there's a force that had to have caused this. That uh, when 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 the whole reason that when you die, everything doesn't come back together and you all break apart, is because like when a plant falls down in a field, you are you are essentially three uh, three uh, levels: your your uh, oil level, your earth level, and your salt level. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when you die. The first thing that evaporates off is your oil level and you know you become a dry husk and then the earth level breaks apart and the carbon carbon leaves and the cellular material breaks down then finally the salts are then finally the salts are released so the oil level that evaporates and it goes up and its natural nature is to go this way when when it gets any kind of warmth the the feminine side goes up now with the salt side if you hit salt with fire It'll start glowing and then it'll come back together and it'll be done. It'll be just like it was before. The masculine side coalesces and becomes stable under fire. The feminine side goes chaotic and, and leaves. Okay. That sounds familiar. <laughs> so, right. So these two forces are very opposite. And so it's only through the, the feminine, through the all mother that's taking these things 
and buying and putting them together and then it binds with carbon water and cellular material is what binds them from springing back apart which is why then the earth becomes your mother okay because that's the, that is the material that the mother is using to bind you together and hold you so she doesn't have to keep pulling and then as an alchemist your job is to die before you die separate these again make them exit straighten them out and bring them both to their epitome alchemically marry them so you're the epitome of both instead of a dirty mixture of both but the all mother right now is what's the binding force is what's grabbing and pulling this is not the natural order the natural order is for the feminine side to go this way and the masculine side to go this way wow wow yeah because there's a natural play between um, actually, I talk about this a lot, and I know you're you're coming from a, a, a much more alchemical position. But um, say say between men and women, which I know is a actually completely different subject. What you're talking about, but they they made them opposites, right? And and then the masculine feminine at the level of the archetypes, which I'd like to ask about next, um, they became opposed inside of ourself. And and what I discovered just through inner work was that they are really not not even not opposed, not separate, they're like this, the way right. that the way that they work together in a very natural, ordered way, they're, they're not fighting each other unless there is already that idea of opposition implanted in the consciousness that, that has you, you know, having a strong aversion to one or the other it, side. It, mm -hmm. It's not implanted. It, it, it's because we don't, it's a lack of understanding. You understand that Here's, here's my two fists, okay? I'm going, I'm, I'm rotating them both in the same direction, right? Yeah. When I take and I split them and I face them at each other, they aren't spinning together. They are spatially oppositional. This is just nature. It's understanding that because we're trying, because we're reflecting each other, it's basically like looking at a mirror and and we're a reflection of ourselves in that because that feminine is still you and that masculine or that masculine is still you and that feminine is still me this thing in the dang uh i'm looking at right now i can see a picture of me and it works exactly opposite of the way it actually works in my body so this is the same thing you got to imagine that hot and cold are are not different they're they're both temperature they're just spatially oppositional from hot to cold. Okay. So if I say this side's hot and this side's cold, of course they're opposed, but that's just a lack of understanding that this is all one thing. And you're just talking about where you stand in position on it. Because even as an alchemist, once I take and I separate that masculine and feminine and I put them back together in the alchemical marriage, now they are the same thing. And they always were the same thing. Right. It, you know, that split happened, though, so that way you can gain an understanding, because if from our perspective, if everything in the world was gray, we didn't understand. We wouldn't understand color gradation at all. We need to start. We needed to break things apart in order for us to have a perception of the thing, because just understanding temperature without experiencing hot and cold, the word temperature would mean nothing to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. 
and uh, and then the, the process, right? Like the coming together that was caused by your own volition, your consciousness, right? To marry something that's a very conscious act to take what what maybe felt to be opposite and uh, and not connected. And then to the work that you had to do to extract and and then and then bring together and marry, that to me is the important part of being alive. It's and the wholeness is like the the, the icing on the cake. That experience, it's the affirmation, the the synchronicity that happened. Uh, that yes, this is the track. God is going. Yes, yes, you're on to it. <laughs> Keep going. Right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing because otherwise, if it all happens accidentally by accident, like a baby is born so perfect and so whole, and uh, you know they've they've got all their parts and everything everything's working, but they have to spend the whole entire lifetime breaking apart. What you know? What's me? What's not me? What am I gonna actually include in in my version of reality as a creative as the creator? Right? Because then you see you see your own God spark. You see that element. Right. Well, I mean, it, well, and when you're a baby, you haven't really lived a life. You're basically the production of the last lives. And that's truly all you really know. That's why a baby seems so knowing and wise, because they're still living their last lives. They're still having those understandings. They haven't experienced the understandings that this body's going to gain in this life yet. And so they're still running on the last life. And, and it's really neat to watch. And then as they gain those understandings and start becoming their own person, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. And then watching the work, how they shape, you know, and how, uh, you know, some kids, you give them something sour and they hate it. And then some kids, they just can't get enough of it. And, you know, just watching all of that. That's, it's one of the awesome parts about being a grandparent rather than a parent. You know, you, you get to start understanding that unconditional love as a parent by the very nature of it your love needs to be conditional so that way you can form that child but as a grandparent i have no interest in forming that child i'm just enjoying the experience of watching it you know and mm -hmm. being part of it you mm -hmm. know so it's a much more unconditional like he gets a d in school i don't have to be you know oh now i'm gonna have to be harsh on you and show you you know not affection but you know punishment and severity you know, so that way you don't do that no more. I don't have to do that shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, not, exactly. Not my, not my monkey. <laughs> it was one of the things I was writing about last night is true authority speaks for itself. Now, this isn't quite what you're saying in terms of because I know that relationship as a grandparent is so graceful and beautiful and you, you don't have the same attachment at all. And, uh, and, and but, you know, true authority doesn't need enforcement. It doesn't need punishment. This is my idea, right? This is where I'm coming from. I couldn't punish my kid. I just couldn't do it. I, I've been through enough of that, the withholding of love. I won't love you until you do the thing that is that I, I consider to be right. And there were lots of times where I where I thought, oh, well, I'm I'm not going to be able to influence this child. I'm not going to be able to guide them. I have I got nothing. If I, if I don't have punishment and with withholding, then, you know, but I'm looking at him. He just turned 14 yesterday and I'm looking at him and he's a fine young man. He's a fine young man. He's, he's got oh, this. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it didn't, uh, 
it didn't, and I'm not even taking credit for it either way, but there is something that's, it's, you know, when you are the, when you're truly the author and you, like author means you put it out, you put it down, you you speak it, you, you take your truth at, at uh, whatever level you've developed it, you put it out and you make it of use to others and it speaks for itself. If it is truly uh, authority, people will be drawn into that. And, and be able to get something from that. And if it's not truly authority, it will require enforcement and, and punishment. Right? And that's what we're seeing today in the world right now. They, the, the government has issued nearly a million bucks in fines in the last couple of months for people Can, being... The Canadian, the Canadian government? Our Manitoba government. Our just local, Mani what's, just what's the, Manitoba. Wow, what's the, what's the local population? Uh, we're what's, only, what's Manitoba? We're less than a million people here. Hold on, y your population is less than a million and they've handed out more than a million? Uh, Boy, that, doesn't sound, that yeah. doesn't sound near as compliant as what they're trying to pretend, does it? No, no, exactly. Yeah, that, that's a sign of a lot of dissent. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, when people went to sing at the ledge, they were getting $2,000 tickets. Right. Wow. If you, yeah. If you're in a public space without a mask, it's three hundred. If you go shopping with somebody in your household, you will get a fifteen hundred dollar ticket. Um, it's okay if they're a stranger. I went shopping with two strangers yesterday, and, and or friends that don't live with me, and that's fine. Right? Like it's just a bunch of BS. Total. So BS. it's okay for you to mix your. I, I'm going with their theory. I'm not. It's okay for you to mix your germs with stranger germs and go, then go out as a group and blast out like a whole group of, of strange germs. But, <laughs> but basically, you who's been in a household and sharing the air and the germs with the people in that household consistently, so basically anybody in that household should all have approximately the same germs, that's a problem then? Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're taking up more space, I guess, in the... And the thing that, you know, these days, if you want to have a family gathering in, in Manitoba, you have it in Walmart or Costco where they allow people because you uh -huh. can't, you can't do it. You can't, it was illegal to have a family gathering. Like that was, it was considered breaking the orders and uh, they were following people home from, from parking lots where they could see people were, were in a car together. They'd follow them home and ticket them uh, just like mass insanity, total insanity. You think, you think it's wow. so, I know, I know. Canada's I'm not trying to be offensive, but wow, Canada is such a bunch of cucks. Man, we really if, are. If you followed me from uh, uh, someplace that I went in town and tried to follow me home to find out where I live so you could see like what, what me and my family are doing, like all super invasive like that, like maybe three turns into that, I'm going to pull over and get out of my vehicle, walk back to yours, and we're going to have some words about this. Yeah, like I know you're not going to do that. Are you kidding me? I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, the whole thing is is pretty, pretty outrageous. It's uh, yeah. So how do we tie this back into this? You know, this place where what, what are people what are people missing here when they when they consent to an authority that's actually not an authority that is that ha has no true power? So they have to punish. They have to. They have to, uh, you know, be on top of you all the time and shame you. And they got the, the, they got people fighting each other, condoned violence, actually, that, that it's okay to call people out and shame them publicly and the snitch line, call on your, call your neighbors because there's, or call on your, call out your neighbors because there's too many cars parked 
at their house that day um you know like what what what's what is missing what is what are they not doing at the level of the elements oh boy oh boy i i i don't know if i could tie this necessarily to an element but what i can tie this to is is uh mercury um so mercury mercury if anything acts most like the all mother in this plane because mercury's the great um the great binder on this and uh it draws things together so mercury the way it works is is your your cerebrum starts producing your Christos, which is your fluid that's basically all of your oils and all of your salts and this is come this this is all come together and then produced and and then all pulled together in the cerebrum and into a one singular fluid and then that passes into your cerebellum and this is where uh the story of mercury stealing the fire from the gods and but also on the same token being the messenger of the people is uh because then you're considering the brain divine like the picture that uh what is that uh, I can't remember which art artist da Vinci or whatever where the gods like reaching out to man and it's the brain the finger Can yeah see, finger? see if we can do it okay. on, this, on yeah, the other yeah, way. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no I got to go this way dang it <laughs> so oh, so that's this is uh mercury making this possible so uh, and and the way you draw that down to the earth is is that uh mercury is an amalgam so if you take and you the way you get like particle gold that's not a big chunk which isn't the majority of gold that's like a very tiny portion of gold is nugget um so most of your gold is very very fine very powdery tiny so it's almost impossible to uh filter out so they take and they mix mercury in with it and the mercury actually grabs gold and grabs silver mm. all right so this is mercury grabbing the so it, this is prometheus stealing the fire or mercury taking the fire from the gods so he's taking the gold the the fiery liquid the perfected juice and then he's passing it down and he's to, to the lower organs and that's where all your vital organs they don't call the brain it's these these are your vital organs and that's where it starts passing this fluid is Christos on and it's traveling through your milky way your spinal column and it goes on down and starts forming everything else now <clears throat> what happens when you're under fear is is that the your this particular chakra shuts down okay so then that's basically the the fear would be the lead okay now lead will bind mercury and so the and that's the thing that lead does so now mm -hmm. it's it's this big mass that you can't work with because the entire uh, benefit to mercury was that it stays liquid so you can pour it into a bunch of ground material it'll eat up all the gold and silver and then you can strain the mercury out from the ground material real easily and so <clears throat> Now that mercury's unusable and bound up though because of the lead that you've caused with fear. Now you've you've shut the serum off from your brain and cuz this now the parts of your brain we've talked about is your cerebrum and your cerebellum. After it goes through if it passes through that serum goes to your vital organs 
and then goes down into your sexual organs, at which point, like, it will sit and stew for a while, like in a man's prostate, it's going to sit there. And you understand that inside of the prostate is a million men, a million humans, every bit of information and energy that it takes to make a whole human life is all written into that perfected information that's been stored, that is now stored in the prostate. Okay, so at that point, if you don't use it in a sexual congress or, or the, all the Jackie boys watching porn and just spill it all over the place, but if you don't use that, your body, because it's continually making it, will then start reabsorbing that. Well, now this, what it's taking back in and sending back up is this perfected, <clears throat> energized uh, fluid. So it's all been, it's been giving all the benefits of animal life. Plus it has the perfection that it started out with. You send that up, it sends that up. And this is where your forebrain starts developing, where your higher mind and your higher thinking starts developing. So if it stopped from ever going down, you are stuck in animal mind at best. So the thing that, and this is a, this is a, a defense mechanism that they understand. Um, if you're put into fear, you shouldn't be having higher thought. I shouldn't be like, well, you know, how does the tiger feel about this? Like, am I, if I like fight with the tiger, am I kind of flouting nature? Cause he's not really a bad tiger that's going to come eat me. And you know, you just, you, you just need to fight or flight. That, that is uh, all you have time to do. You don't have time for all them cool, higher thoughts. Yeah. You know, because you're in danger. That's yeah. what fear is. Danger. Yeah. yeah. So it shuts down right here. And you stop operating on higher thought and you start operating on animal thought. Right. And so now, but the problem is, is animal thought is also because a, a, a fear and danger is meant to be an immediate situation this tiger is going to eat me but they've gotten you to have that reaction when there's no immediate external danger i.e mm -hmm. like take the covids now you're constantly in fear basically like a tiger's getting ready to bite you only there's nothing around so now there's not you don't even need empirical proof that there's a problem and the problem with that is it's a vicious cycle because the more fear you're in the less you're ever going to be able to use your higher thought to go, hold on, hold the fuck up. <laughs> this just doesn't make sense for a second. Maybe I'm freaking out for nothing. Maybe. <laughs> and, and this is the difference between suffering an anxiety attack and thinking your way out of an anxiety attack. If you let yourself fall into it, you're just going to keep spiraling as, Oh my God. But if you, <laughs> if you break away, into your higher mind at that point and go, you know what? Nothing is hurting me though. Why am I freaking out? I need to, Hey, 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 settle down, dude, settle down, dude. Nothing's hurting you. Nothing is after you look around, look around. It's beautiful. Look at, look at out there. That's awesome. I got my dogs here. They're sleeping. It's so calm. They're sleeping. What is going to get me? I have zero reason to fear and, and I need to talk myself out because we all know an anxiety attack isn't a higher mind thing you have no reason for it that's why it's an anxiety attack if it yeah. was something real to fear 
then you should run. You are in true danger. Yeah. But when there's no danger present and you are freaking out, you need to access higher mind and start working through it. And that doesn't happen when that fear knot is frozen. And so they've got to keep you in that fear knot mm-hmm. in order for their BS to ride. Because mm-hmm. the second that all of us start accessing our higher mind, then their BS is easily, easily seen through. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And that comes back to authority, right? At, at what level of your of your being do you author? It's it's from here, from the throat chakra. That's right. That's that. It's where the, the heart kind of right, like you, you, it's your offering. That's your like, ex, that's your expression. That's your expression, and so if that turns into lead, and that's why it's the voice, the messenger. The, exactly the mercury exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah so that that's a beautiful explanation about why people are are uh, are really trapped and really stuck and and it, it is like lead there is something you know and if it, I love what you're saying this is exactly how I'll work with a client when they touch down with their own fear of dying which which you know it, it in my studies in, in my estimate we're all dealing with it it's meant it's meant to come up and out so you can do exactly what you just said you can look around and go wow i've got this big thing operating in me that says i'm gonna die and yet i look around and there's nothing wrong happening at least right in this moment and you'll just say like could you discriminate could you is anybody trying to kill you right now nope well could you let go of feeling like that then could you let go and it's not really feelings it's programming but yeah, so you, so then you have that that flow. You have that like what you're saying. The the that um, that pure essence can start to move up and out if you haven't blown it, right? If you haven't let that stuff go, then then it becomes that that ability to discriminate, which people lose completely. Like and and then, you know, they they'll say, oh well, yes, nothing's trying to kill me. Say say they're really really deep in that in that fear, and they're committed to it, and they're committed to a narrative that is is about danger, then they'll say, oh, well, it's it's the potential danger. It's what it might turn into. It's mitigating uh, a potential danger, right? So they're, 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 they're locked in that jail of always. Well, mm-hmm. well and they've been, they've been sold heaven. And that's the problem is they've been sold that in any, that in this world or the next in any way that you could ever have a life that doesn't include pain, danger, jeopardy, that doesn't mean you need to worry about it. Pain is a beautiful thing. Oh, pain, pain, the only change comes through pain. That is just the way it is. It, it's a beautiful thing. Without pain, you wouldn't even understand pleasure. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've been told, sold a story that they could have a life, a society where you never get sick, you never feel discomfort, you never even have to feel the discomfort of a temperature change. You never have to feel the discomfort. Like anytime you want daylight and you want to just act like it's daylight, then you just do that because you have all those things accessible. Anytime you want to eat whatever kind of food, it doesn't matter what season it is. You want an avocado in January? Have an avocado. Don't ever, don't ever feel the pain of change. Always, they, 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 they offer a one homogenized you know, even keel. And they offer that with heaven. Uh, you're heaven. You never feel pain again. You never die. Nothing ever changes. Um, you, you know, you're happy all the time. Well, I'm sorry, but you cannot by, by 
a complete understanding even be happy if you can't be sad. Mm-hmm. If you've never been sad, you can't be happy. You're just bleh. That's going to be everything. The more they homogenize life and the more you fall into this, you know, like uh, how awesome is it when you when you jump out to go pee in the morning and then you run back into bed and you pull the covers over you real quick and you're like, ah, it's so nice. <laughs> so nice. Had you not experienced that freezing cold on the way there because you were just in that bed 10 minutes ago and you weren't laying there going oh so nice you know you were just laying there but now Mm -hmm. that you've experienced that cold and you come back to that warm now it's like all of a sudden you're just like yeah you know or that this is something almost nobody in the the north america understands but until you're truly hungry food doesn't even taste good like Mm -hmm. true true story yeah. yeah, hunger hunger is the best spice, they say that in a few different languages. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't even taste yeah. good. That's how you know mm-hmm. you're done eating, because food quits, taste, quits tasting excellent. What we think hunger yeah. is that our, you know, because uh, most people in North America walk around with their stomachs so distended because they've overeaten, so, they, so that collapsing feeling where their stomach's starting to fall back in on itself and it's not all distended anymore, they, they consider that hunger, but that's in no way hunger. And, and all their food is flavorless. Like if you truly haven't eaten and you've been out working and you haven't eaten for you know, 16 hours and your body is just craving nutrients and you, and you put something in your mouth like, oh, my God, that is the best thing I've ever eaten. And <laughs> I know. I know. I totally, totally can relate to that. I played with hunger a lot. Uh, Lester Levinson, that I follow some of his work and uh, and offer that, he talked about hunger like it was it is actually the fear of dying, and uh, so we we eat because we're afraid to die, and uh, and then so you start to explore well if I and and I can let hunger go, I, I can just invite it to to move up and out, and I don't need food in that moment. It's, it's not a discomfort to me and that I can actually let that discomfort completely go. It's, it's, it's just not there. Uh, I was down to one meal a day for a while and I was pretty happy about that because it's, it's, uh, it's just so relaxing. There's not, it's one third of the cleanup and the preparation and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so, but, but their eating has its place, not to save our life as much as to, to, uh, like God came to experience the whole of itself. And, uh, you know, eating and metabolizing and all of that creative process is, is, is part of, of the pleasure of life, right? Right. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. because of their overindulgence and the way they eat, they don't even really get any pleasure out of it. Not truly. Um, it's, you know, yeah, most it's people, empty. Uh, yeah. And most of them, the only, only true flavor they enjoy is corn syrup. You know, um, if there's not a, a giant shot of corn syrup and whatever they're eating and, and, and people, if you look it up, it's insane. They put it in bread. They put it in a baby formula. Why does a baby that's never tasted sweet, sour, uh, umami, any of the possible sensory, you know, of, uh, you know, in that way, they've never experienced any of them. So why would they need corn syrup? It's definitely not, you know, nutritionally sound. Um, and so that, that particular gland is so, so overworked and so used that they really can't even taste anything else and anything else starts tasting bad. 
if it doesn't have that overwhelming sweetness to it, it doesn't even taste good to them. So, you know, savory and all those other things really lose all of their meaning. It's exactly. very interesting. Exactly. It's almost like what you're talking about, that lead at the at the, the, the throat chakra, right? That it, it, it the, when, when you're high on, on, uh, on glucose and, and fruct high fructose uh, corn syrup, then it, it, it does actually block you from having all of the other experiences. It'll make them, them all disappointing, right? Like you never have a sweet before you have your green juice. That's just right. totally disappointing. You've got to yep. do it the other way around or you won't enjoy that green juice to, to the extent. Actually, it was Owen Benjamin that, that told me, or not told me, but I just heard on one of his streams that <laughs> there's even baby parts in that high fructose corn syrup, but like that, that's, there's, you know, so there's an element of cam cannibalism. Does anybody in the chat know, there, he uses the word for it and I haven't been able to find it since then. And it's a bona fide thing. It's, it's an extract from the, the fetal, uh, fetal cells that they put in those sweeteners. And it's part of that hypnosis. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, I know. I know. It makes you, you'll look at a chocolate bar differently. Yeah, exactly. If anyone knows the word, feel free to put it in the chat there. If you, if you're familiar, but, uh, so one of the things I wanted to, if we get back to the, the elements, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the movement between elements. Now I know it's so much more complex and I really will have to study this, what, what everything that you're saying. Uh, like I saw how, you know, that there's five elements and then, and there's five and three in some, like you talked about the, the, the oil, the, the salt and, and the, and the third one is some people called it earth. spirit, earth. And some, some people called it spirit. Is that? What? Well, see, spirit would no spirit would okay. then be spirit would be more depending on how they're looking at it because it just depends and there's so many different cosmologies and the way everybody just kind of confuses things which yeah. is why i use the term salt and the oil and stuff yeah i just made you know and those are all functional i can do them in the lab you know so then i it's it's then there's just no confusion soul spirit essence blah 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 everybody has all these terms mm -hmm. so i mean if I, from so spirit is, is usually the drive, would be most people consider the ether, the driving force, the, okay. the part that you can't really weigh, um, you can't really get a grip on, but okay. it is there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Okay, so yeah, that, that there's so, so much mixing, matching, and then among the five elements themselves, the way that I had learned it, and again, I'm open to hearing something different. Is that, you know, first you have the you have the space element, which is the reason or the purpose right. to be in the first place. God is not ac academic; that it doesn't doesn't create for no reason. There's always some impetus, and then that moves into the fire element of of uh, where the inspiration comes. Once there's inspiration, it gives birth to the air element, where all of the the higher mind and the thoughts come, and then you hit the water element which is where all the feelings that um, argue with the thoughts are going to come up on the path of manifestation. Once the, the water element is, is, um, is fully traversed or whatever, you know, all those, all those feelings that I can't uh, do that thought from the air element uh, pass through and then manifestation in the earth element can occur. So that's, that's the, that's the mythology that, that I've been following for a time, uh, in, in the elements, but I see a big question mark on your face <laughs> trying to, uh, earth definitely last. Mm -hmm. Um, that's definitely last. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the coalescing of all of this 
kind of because you know each of the elements really kind of contains all the other elements. Um, so we can start with fire. Um, I definitely wouldn't go with air second nor water third. I would go with either either water or fire exists first, either or. But the two mm. of them put together is what's going to create air. Um, so, you know, because you, like from a, from a heathen's perspective, you know, ice is going to be your water. Well, then you got your fire. Well, your fire, okay, so fire comes first and turns the ice into water. But then it's also, but then it's got to go further because air is going to be your next element that's going to spring from the water because that's all air is, is uh, uh, evaporated water. Right, the you vapor. Know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. air isn't, you know, most people, when you say air, they don't really understand that air is a whole bunch of particles. Like, like a void is what they're th kind of thinking of when they think of air. Air is uh, entirely composed of gassed off, you know, liquid. Um, so there, there is a material there, and once you slow that down, it becomes solid. You speed it up, becomes air. You speed it up more, and it starts becoming other things, you know, plasma, energy, things like that. Um, <clears throat> so the air would be a byproduct of the fire and the water, right? And mm -hmm. then the earth would be a coalescing of all these elements uh, at the same time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're we're on. Or not, we're on completely different maps, but those are those are different maps. Now, now at the level of subtlety, that's that's one of the things that say I got back from my India days is that things, um, you know, in the go from the most subtle to the most gross, right? Like the 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 ether being the the least uh, the least or the most subtle, and then the the earth being the most gross, right? The most mm -hmm. perceptible, mm -hmm. the most tangible to the senses. And so do, do the elements follow that path of, of um, from subtle to, to gross? Or, or no. in your experience, they just don't. Yeah, they just don't. So that, you no, think that's nature just a doesn't, story? Nature, nature doesn't work in a linear path. Nature oscillates. Nature mm -hmm. doesn't in any way ever mm -hmm. work linear. It oscillates. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. It, it, never, it never works linear. And, wow. and people want to give it a linear feel because they have a linear understanding, but it just, it doesn't pan out. Um, if you watch electricity, electricity oscillates. That's why electricity moves and hurts. Um, it goes from high to low and the diff and it's the differential between is where you derive your power. Um, if you ever, uh, st uh, study Victor Schauberger's work, that's one of the first things that he, he learned and, and put into a use in his log flumes is that all water oscillates, you know, and once you stop it from oscillating, it dies. Uh, you know, oscillation is, is life, you know, that's just the way it works. And, uh, but, it. you know, a lot of these people want to make, uh, make things linear, you know, to simplify it for people. And, and uh, some things just aren't meant to be understood that way. You, you just have I to put you. in the damn work. I hear you. Yeah, it's not just a logic game because that does make sense. And it's part of why I didn't end up staying in that path, right? Like I've made eight trips to India and tons of studies and really looked into things. And there was something, it was actually after I had my baby that I went like, they got nothing. Right. It, that it was, that it, it, there was an intellectual thing and, and trying to grasp this life just from that place, you know, wasn't really higher mind. I don't know if that's a, a you know, in well, a context. They, they've been co-opted like everybody else. And there's just, 
you know, and, and this is honestly just the natural cycle because as, as the, as the, uh, the society moves, cause when you start out, you're a root salt, a root salt society, that's all societies, you know, and you're concerned about, uh, getting food, having shelter and procreating. Those are your primary concerns and your, and, and then defense. Those are basically all you think about all the time. And then you move on up to an egoic society where you're, where you aren't, you've got a store of food, you, you know, you've got, uh, you know, there's a lot, the village is growing enough to where there's, you know, 50 women around. I don't have to worry about fighting six other guys for the two that were there, you know, (laughs) um, you know, so all these things become a much more comfortable situation. And with that comfort, this starts opening up and you start developing a higher mind. But before you get there, you, you, you make a stop through ego and you go and make an asshole out of yourself for the most part, you know, and, uh, you, you know, you experience all there is to experience in this body and in this plane to whatever level you feel comfortable. And then typically you move on to a higher mind. And this is the way a society works also. And the society goes into an egoic society where it's just like, we're masters of the universe, you know, because, you know, they, they lived past root. And then after that, then you go into the higher minded society. But the problem is, is that higher mind society lost its root. So whenever this happens, you know, and this just ends up being like a fruit tree when the less when you get an overabundance of top and it becomes top heavy and, and super fruity, then the tree will actually rip itself out of the ground. So you got to cut the branches back and make sure that a proper root is there. And so that way the tree has enough root in order to carry that fruit. Um, so when we move into a etheric society, naturally we lose that connection to root. And so our understandings, we lose our understandings. Well, one of my favorite I, I developed this myself. My, it's my own personal quote. It's you can't have the, the fruit of philosophy without the root of the lab. Mm, I love that. If love it's that. not rooted in the lab, that philosophy means nothing. You'll never have understanding. Mm-hmm. I can tell I can describe to you all day what chocolate ice cream tastes like. And I could, and I could preach to you how much better it is than every other flavor. And you could take that into your heart and you could say, yeah, it is. And you could believe me for all your worth. And you will never truly know until you've eaten chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then exactly. not only eating the chocolate ice cream, but you had to eat the other ice cream flavors also before you were able to determine that chocolate was the best. Right. So you don't even know if you like it. Exactly, because you had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Right. Yep. And this yep. is what starts happening with an ether society. How many mm. people out there have never produced their own food, their own clothes, their own anything, built mm-hmm. their own shelter? Mm-hmm. That some of these people are so disconnected from the food chain that they think things like, you know, well, I don't hurt animals. I buy steaks from the store, like other people. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, yeah. thought, and say things like that. And yeah. then on the flip side, you end up with people like the, the uh, PETA people who will do things like, say, you're raping a cow by milking it, you know, and things like that, which commercial dairy, don't get me wrong, commercial dairy is horrifying and the things mm-hmm. that they do to those cows is horrifying. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, my cow Lola 
who wants me to halt, to sit in her pen and lay her head in my lap and then wants me to relieve the pressure off of her nipples, um, she is not offended. There mm -hmm. is no fear in testosterone, you know, fear in all those chemicals in her milk. She is very happy that I'm touching her and I'm singing to her. Mm -hmm. This is this is because it's a symbiosis. So it's when mm -hmm. you yourself don't have any connection to that, you can be fooled. Yes, I could be giving you I could be giving you vanilla ice cream and telling you it's chocolate. And because you've never experienced any of this, you have to take my word on all of it. And this is the society we live in. I was just going to say, mm -hmm. it sounds sounds exactly right. We're up in this etheric realm. If if we're led, or is it is it mixed with egoic and etheric? Oh, and, for sure, rootless, for sure, right. Mm -hmm. But the, mm -hmm. our connection to root becomes very small, and yeah. with that, mm -hmm. we've got to be honest. We don't care about our kids like we did a hundred, like they did a hundred years ago. A uh, uh, hundred years ago, we a yeah. hundred years ago that child was your future. And your kids cared about the parents the same. But now because yeah. we're in a rootless society, get the hell out of my house. You know, your kids just are just waiting to take whatever you have. There's no caring. Nobody takes care of each other. The parents go to an old folks home. The kids are little assholes that maybe get will get in the will. Like that's something important. Mm -hmm. We aren't we aren't a family unit anymore. Mm -hmm. We've lost our root. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and, exactly. In every way. I know I had my son, uh, his friend over yesterday for, for the birthday and uh, you could feel the, the second kid, he's a great kid, and you could feel him drinking in every little bit of um, <clears throat> nurturance that I was giving. I was giving them a meal and there was a special a special drink and it was, you know, and then I said, Liam, you could go and, and take your supplements. And he, he said, oh yeah, could I have some of those too? And I'm like, oh, of course, you know, I wouldn't not, I wouldn't normally give a somebody else's child supplements, but you right, could see right, he right. was just like starving for care. Wow. And it's not to put, I know it's not to put his parents down, Odd but we've, we've come to that place where, where you look at the kid and they're not crying. They're not complaining. They're not anything. They're, they're content, unfortunately, in their 16 hour uh, gaming days at, at uh, minimum. And so they're not complaining. And when, when you know, and, and then he said, oh, yeah, my, my dad is mostly at his mom's house and I just do my own thing. I go to sleep and then I wake up and I game and I go to sleep again. And we, we went for a park in the a run in the park yesterday or we went for a walk in the park. And next thing you know, I just, I just started goofing around and we were running and playing tag a bit. And he said to me, like, I never run. A 14 year old kid never runs. Oh, that's yep. very strange for my leg, and now I have a cramp. And I was like, "Oh no, darn it!" Like, and he's a good kid, he's a smart kid, and very—you can feel his, like, he has empathy. He's truly, he's truly connected. Um, but it's just that starvation for as long as they're not, you know. And, and this is what happened with making babies cry it out, is that oh, they became quiet. They would, they, they, they came to peace. No, they came to being totally dissociated. Yep, exactly. And this is how you end up at that like ready player one type world where they, they want the interaction, they want the association, but they don't understand how to live at all. So they, the only thing that they do understand, and this has been, this has been progressively getting worse since the uh, you know, 60s and 70s when the TV generation who went from living as a family and sitting around and discussing your lives with each other and taking active interest in each other and telling each other stories at night 
to just sitting and gluing yourself to the TV, to the computer generation, to now the gaming generation. And, you know, you got the whole Sims thing where they can have a perfect life that they set up in. And actually, uh, I just had a guy that, you know, he tried, he, you know, we tried him for a while as an apprentice on the farm. And, and I, I still love him. He's a great guy. But, you know, the guy he built, I you know, because they're out and I give them the materials. Go go set yourself up a shelter and set yourself up a place. Here's wood. Here's a fireplace. He spent about four hours building himself, a, slapping together this shelter and then complaining about how it didn't keep him warm and how, it you know, all this. Having spent about six hours on it and then spent three days, 30 hours over three days building a Pokemon so he could play this Pokemon and building his Pokemon up. Well, you just spent 30 hours on on building a, a toy thing in your hand and thought that was worthy time to, to, you know, invest into it so it could get built up and be something good. But your your basic living situation wasn't worth 30 hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about you put 30 into that and six into the other thing and then see how you're living? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. No root. And uh, and is it a, is it a kind of inversion or bastardization of the etheric element because that's what that Pokemon is right it's right. it's this thing and it, it th took thirty hours to build and then what do you have on the other side nothing if nothing. you if you have no power on your phone you got a big fat zero right right, right. And, and there's nothing tangible in your hand that you're ever gonna have mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. and that's and that's the thing about humans mm -hmm. we like tangible. We like it in our hands, you know, half of us is etheric, but half of us is salt. So we like that proof in the pudding. We like to put it in our mouth. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. You know? Well, look at how many people right now are holding wealth in, in paper, right? So that's the, they bought paper silver and uh, it might very well not exist anymore. And they've got, they've got these things called pensions. They're etheric. They don't exist anymore. That's yep. why they're killing the the people earlier, so they don't call on their pensions. Yeah. Right. If if my mom lived twenty more years like her mom did, that would have been expensive. Well, and that's you know? even that's even if any of these companies that even offered the pension still exist, because apparently they can get away with just shutting their doors and then they just cash out and mm -hmm. don't have to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, they, they took that money. <laughs> yeah, they took that money a long time ago and replaced it with paper promissory yep. notes. Yeah. Right, so it's just a bunch of paper. There's nothing there anymore. So that's we but, we. But this right, is the, yeah. that's that's the curse of Goldvig as a heathen. That's yeah, and even heathens don't really like talking about that or dealing with that. But that is flat out a curse. So um, heathens and the that was one of the biggest uh, stunning things for the Roman historian Tacitus when he came upon the heathen people is that we had no coined money in any way because we live by Fehu. And that's because Goldveg is a curse. And it's one that Odin accidentally unleashed onto the earth and, uh, and onto his realm, and it destroyed his realm. And Goldveg's what truly brought about Ragnarok. And if you, and if you study heathen cosmology, you understand that. And the reason, the reason behind that is because is there's no symbios symbiosis with Goldveg. Even with true gold, when people want to hoard that, understand that we put our as a heathen we put our wealth into fehu and fehu is represented by a cow so i wouldn't ever want to have all the cows in the world 
because if I had all the cows in the world, I'd have to set up shelter for all the cows in the world, own land for all the cows in the world, feed all the cows in the world, clean up shit, water, that, oh my God, like that would be insane. Yeah. So nobody says that, but people say, I want all the money, I want all the gold, because that you can put in a hoard. So gold bag is the spirit of the hoard. And the, then you just got this evil ass dragon sitting over the hoard, right? And this hoard is never gonna be useful to the world in any way. It's just gonna sit there with this pissed off dragon killing people on top of it. Like, that's what we got. Right, and so, and that's the, and that's, but that's the spirit of Golvig. That is what Golvig is. So as a heathen, we live by the roots and Fehu has a root and Fehu has value. My cow, she provides me milk. She has calves. I can hook a plow up to her. If the world ever goes to shit, I promise I'm riding Lola to town and back. That cow, <laughs> that cow you can't touch me. That cow will get really pissed off. You want to piss off the battle cow? Go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm riding Lola, and and freaking right. So so right, and now and that cow has value. I could trade that to a neighbor, and I could say, hey, I want this land. I want twenty sheep. I want uh, you know what uh, this gun. You know yeah. whatever it is that I desire, give that to me in value for this cow. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and like you say, even it's such a symbiotic relationship with the cow right. in, in, in its own existence. So everything's included there. Right. And even if the, the value was, if you consider, you can consider grain fehu, you would never want to own all the grain in the world. Then you would have to store it. You'd have to rotate it, keep it from rotting, keep the rats out, the freaking mealy worms, all that stuff. Um, again, this is fehu has a symbiosis your farm your home why would you want to own 53 homes only in today's gold vague world is that make even a little bit of sense because now out of that 53 homes i only got enough time to maybe stay in one two three a year that means 50 of them are unoccupied the rats are getting in there the pipes are going to shit everything's dry rotting you know blah 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 the roof started leaking the house is falling apart now this fehu value starts declining. My mm -hmm. fehu, if I don't live symbiotically with my fehu, its value declines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The hoard is meant to be hoarded. It doesn't matter that it's never gonna see the earth, it's never gonna be worked with, that it's never gonna be used and, and, and benefit the earth or mankind in any way because mm -hmm. that's the spirit of the hoard. There is no rune for the hoard. Goldveg does not have a rune because it's unnatural. And so it's okay to hoard Goldveg. That is what its spirit is. And until we move back to Fehu, until we take the ring, because Goldveg in our stories was a ring. Mm -hmm. It was Andvari's ring, which brought the, the, the curse of Goldveg. Until we take the ring, because literally Lord of the Rings was, was all based off a of heathen cosmology. Mm -hmm. You take that ring and you throw it in the fire, until then, that power, that curse, will always hold sway. And what does that mean? Hold sway, like hold influence. That it's that yeah, mm -hmm. that it's mm -hmm. gonna control things until we quit playing. Right. We've right. got to we've got to get rid of it. And and a lot of heathens don't even catch that. So they all want to blame Loki. And Loki's the high feminine. And the high feminine is chaos. And while the chaos can be annoying, it's needed. 
it has its place. And it's the oscillation, the, is it? Is it? It not? is exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, Loki has his place, and Golveg twisted Loki, and so. But they all want to blame that and forget Golveg because they want to themselves own the horde. This is also why the world isn't really changing as far as the way the system works. Because most people don't want to change the system. They want to be the ones benefiting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's it's mm -hmm. not that they want the system to die. Because if everybody decided, if everybody who isn't benefiting decided, I want this system to die, the system would be dead immediately. Right. But because the vast majority of them are like, no, I want to be the beneficiary and, and don't understand that in order for a few to benefit in such an extreme way and be able to live so unnaturally that the majority of them have to live shitty in order because because basically your normal life had to get depleted to, to power up their godlike living where mm -hmm. they never experience any kind of discomfort, anything that they can dream of that they want. They just whoosh, you know. They don't even have to wipe their own ass. This mm -hmm. is an extraordinarily unnatural living, only powered through Golden. And, right. and a whole bunch of people also has to be on the other end of that and living a shitty life in order to make that one possible. Exactly. It's, that, is, that is our modern-day slavery. Yes. And uh, that, when we went to Costa Rica, they, they were saying how they were never fully colonized because there weren't enough slaves. There weren't enough people <laughs> to fulfill that uh, that relationship, right? Like that, it, it just it doesn't work without yes. the slaves. So yes. then, yeah. So that's that's a, a right. not not a beautiful thing. No, but most of those mm -hmm. slaves one day believe they could be the master. That's what keeps them that's in the, the hook. system, and that's why there's they celebrate even though they're in abject poverty. I've been watching The Crown recently. I, I don't turn to much of, of that kind of stuff, but it's got a historical thing, and I'm studying some law, and I want to see you know how the how the Queen plays into all of that and the the passing down, and 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 also related to what you were talking about how how um, you know the the Queen really has legal dominion over all of the land, all of the waters all of the people this is this is what what the the contract that's been given and then and then people turn around and uh, just to, to reflect what you said like that gives her incredible responsibility that gives her but but then you know whether it's her or not or this beast this this luciferian thing that was was um you know desperate to to have dominion over not everything which we already do dominion o dominion over god itself right like that that it's got that eternal hunger uh you know conquering it can't conquer enough it, it, it as soon as it, we they, they get us to do one thing they have to get us to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing it and then we turn around and and worship and venerate and you know the in the the, the all the poor people would show up every time the the, the royalty would fart, there would be just some like, oh my God, everybody, and you know, big, a big thing. So yeah, it's, it's the, that implant of, of this dream or hope that we could have that kind of life. And it's yep. a complete fiction and they're in misery and genetically uh, like deader than dead. Definitely have, they definitely have some soulless eyes, don't they? There is, uh, they're selling themselves down the river somehow. 
Yeah, the god spark, you know, <laughs> is is uh, is gone. Is it is an ether element done for them, or I don't know how you would explain that at an alchemical <coughs> level. I, I, you know, there, there there's so many theories on that, you know, and I I always hate to speculate on that kind of thing, but sure. uh, you know, they're definitely not trying to live a natural life in any way. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Not not rooted, right? Like if they're if their people died, they're gone. That's that's just they right. Have nothing. Well, and if we quit feeding them, they're done. Yeah. Without us to feed them, which you know, like you said, you know, and it's only because too many people believe that they could be them. You mm -hmm. know, if if uh, I told you that you know we're going to go to a system of trade, then you then you lose that retirement that you were sold that you set aside so many gold banks, you know, you, you developed your hoard to a point where you no longer have to fit into the world. You mm -hmm. no longer have to, you know, actually live in a symbiosis. You can now quit being part of the world and just, and just fuck off like one of the rich. Right. You know? right. And, and we're all sold that dream. And now everybody's crying because that dream has been yanked away. And, and, that's because them few, in order to maintain this, need to keep taking more because they're still fulfilling their dream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And so the, the reality of it, and uh, I don't know, you didn't tell me how much time you had, but we can, we can begin to start uh, wrapping up. Um, yeah. That, um, you know, the God, this, is, this is God's abundance, right? You just drop by accident, you drop a cantaloupe seed on, on the ground, and all of a sudden you turn around and boom, there's a big patch of cantaloupes and what happened there. And, and then in the, in the Bible, and I know this might not be that your favorite thing, but I'm studying it for law right now. And it says that, um, you know, it's our, it's our job to manage the abundance of, of the creation. Because you know, like when you when you look at most farmers, their problem isn't to create enough food; it's what to do with all of the harvest. Yes, which right? is part of where the uh, tithe, uh, the tithe is a misunderstanding. So, like, mm. if you take it back when you were when you were a true landowner, and they really try and shit on anybody historically that's been a landowner, like, oh yeah, all them rich landowners. But but and then talk about like the Constitution was, oh, that was written for landowners. You know what you had to do to be a landowner? You had to go out and say, this land, here's mine and build a house on it and plow the fields. It wasn't something you had to do mm -hmm. to be because you were rich. So the people who didn't have land, they typically didn't have the gumption or wherewithal in order to run their own home. So why should you get a vote? You don't even you don't even have mm -hmm. the sense to, to run your own life, but you're going to now choose how everybody else runs theirs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Right. So so, you know, th that there was that and you, you had to have the gumption to do your own land, take care of your own things. And that's what things were based off of. So that was all included as self-sufficiency, you know, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just so you know, somebody piped in with the name uh, pepsicide as the name for that uh, that sugar that comes from from uh, fetal cells. Dear God. I know. I know. Yeah, it's not the main, the name I remember, but I'll uh, I'll take it anyway. Thanks for, for thanks for chiming in. I have I have missed most of the chat, but I will enjoy this a lot tonight. I'm gonna go back and uh, have a, a, a hot tea or or coffee and and go through it and. Um, yeah, this has been very enlightening and back to back to oscillations. Oh, we might have lost Benjamin <laughs> almost straight on time. 
There you are. You're back. Uh, oh, we've got a, a question here. Are you okay with a, a question? Oh, darn. But I will ask that question. So any thoughts on earthing, grounding, literally grounding yourself with a metal rod and copper wire? Good health benefits, they say. Sounds like Pepsi. Right, right. Pepsi. Yeah, the Coke and the Pepsi and, and that stuff. Exactly. Thank you, Robin. So many great uh, souls here. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Davin and uh, G3RD3R. Uh, hello, and Doc Michael's here, and uh, the truth has chimed in a lot, and Mr. Balderson is back. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Um, we can't hear you now. Are you muted? Nope. We don't have sound. Do you want to try to jump off and jump on again? Maybe there was a connection problem. Um, can you Can you hear me? You can hear me, yeah, and I can't hear you. Does anybody else hear Benjamin? Uh, can you guys just chime in and see if you can hear Benjamin? No, I think he, yeah, I don't think we could hear him. It's Synomics, Synomics, not, not Pepsi side, I just called Pepsi that. Oh, got it, got it. Synomics, is that it? Sy oh, Synomics, that's it. Synomics, thank you, Howie, thank you, that's it. I knew I would recognize the word when I heard it. Yeah, we couldn't hear him. Thank you. Thank you, Flat Accord Music. And, uh, yep, yeah, been listening to, let's see if this comes up. Hello, hello. I still don't hear you. Darn it, what is that? We almost got you, but no sound. And, they, and the audience can't hear you either, so it's something. I don't know if that was our natural time to come to a close for this round. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. Thank you for dropping your knowledge and it has blown my mind and I, I probably am going to have to go back and rework some stuff, but that's, uh, that's the way it, it goes. I'm not going to ever close that door, that window to, to knowledge because uh, that would just be a crime against nature because we are here to, to really allow that. I love how you talked about the Christos and, and working its way down through the levels of the brain and, and, uh, and then coming up and being recirculated if you don't blow that, that energy out and uh, becomes the, our ability to discriminate at a finer and finer level. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to host you, Benjamin. The timing was impeccable and uh, just demonstrated that magic that we all have inside of us. So God bless you. Thank you for coming. Do visit um, Benjamin's. I don't know if you could type in the chat. Uh, do you have access to either the private chat or the or the public one? Your website is is uh, heathenwizards.org. Is it .org or .com? That's the part that in my, my mind is not remembering at this time. Com. Yep, so heathenwizards.com. I'm now learning to read Benjamin Balderson's lips, and uh, I will put that in the chat. So, yep, Benjamin is crushing it, absolutely. Uh, you're getting lots of, lots of really good uh, props here from everybody uh, enjoying. Time went very fast. Much love to you guys as well. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, you just know, you know, the essence of somebody, you feel them, it, you get it. It's at, I think it's really at that etheric level that, that we're communicating. And, uh, you know, this audience is, is, is priceless because you're not, you're not locked in that fear. You're willing to have 
personal authority and inner authority. That really was the the subject that brought me here today. Uh, it's the subject of the. Uh, I'm, I've got a course coming up. I, I I maybe I will talk about it a little bit. You guys have heard me talk about it, and it includes the victim archetype, which when you get enlightened to it, it is that personal authority where you we can create. You know, I was listening to Catherine Austin Fitz, who's going viral right now, and I'm trying to get an interview with her. If anybody knows her, I'm loving in. And uh, so she's saying that, you know, this thing that this beast that we're dealing with is going to burn itself out. It's a straight line. It's coming to an end. But the real the real crisis that we're going to face is how to build the life that has no roots. Right. That's that we're we're in this place of uh, either the, the egoic or, or that level above that Benjamin talked about. And we we are not grounded. We don't have. And that was a question that came up about grounding. So. If we had sound, maybe we can make it the, the a next uh, a next time you're in town or something. What was the question? It was about grounding with a metal rod and copper wire uh, that are said to have good health benefits. And uh, so it's it's a thumbs up for that Mixlix who asked that question. Good. I want to make sure that I I probably missed other questions, but uh, I love to pay attention to Benjamin when he talks because I need to hang on every word in order to actually understand. There's so much there. And uh, maybe I'll land on your doorstep as a student one day, break break past the border and just uh, sit in your lab and see these things work for myself and get out of the concepts, right? There's so many ideas and concepts that have been jammed in there. and But I am committed to finding it in myself. And yes, heathen, heathenwizards.com. Thank you very much, Waters Above, for, for grabbing the, the link. And uh, I know you can go on Benjamin's website and you have... Um, you have products there for sale and uh, lots lots to learn and the, the thing 2020 has been. I don't know if there's any plans for a future thing to happen this this year, 2021. Amazing. Amazing. March. Holy mackerel. March. Wow. Wow. Very good. Okay. Well, that's super exciting. I'm, uh, you know, we're going to need a health passport or something, some bullshit like that. And But that system may come down sooner. What we need to do is build and create. And that's why we need our personal authority to have the, otherwise, if you, if you don't have that sense, like I can author something, right? We're re busy reading everybody else's books and watching everybody else's m movies and streams. And, and it's like, no, what is in you to create that is going to be both rooted as above, so below. So it has that strong sense of grounding and connectedness and brings us together. That's, you know, that's, that's what, that's our task at hand right now. So the challenge is on all of us for that. So do feel free to connect with me as well. God bless you, Benjamin. I'm super, super honored to have you here and uh, talk about this impeccable timing. That's, that's something that um, maybe we'll, we'll dig into the timing more more perfectly, but I, but I think I got myself out of that rat trap that I was in uh, intellectually around all of this stuff. So we'll talk about timing another time. All right. So I love you guys. Thank you, everybody. Total pleasure to be here with all of you and, and Benjamin as well. All right. Bye for now.